Welcome to the last Bastion of Sanity podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hopkins, and with me today is my original co-host and podcast father, the venerable Joaquin Prussia. Hey, everybody. So today, uh, we're going to go ahead and begin our Cryptid Capers series as we cover two prominent subjects in monster hunting history, Bigfoot and Mothman. So, uh, both of these creatures are legends, Joaquin. What do you think about Bigfoot? How have you interacted with that in pop culture and media, stuff like that? Well, I'm a product of the 80s mostly, so when I think of Bigfoot, I think of uh, kind of friendly, happy stuff. Uh, Harry and the Hendersons, ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. So John Lithgow. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. So I don't really see Bigfoot as some kind of uh, menacing creature or anything like that. It's misunderstood, maybe. Misunderstood. Yeah, um, most of what I remember from, like, as a kid were, like, the Bigfoot museums that were spread around. There was also Squatch, the Seattle Sonics. Oh, that's right. Basketball mascot. Yeah, that was from 92 to 2008, so yeah. literally just time. I think that was probably the kid's favorite part of the basketball game. So yeah. they bring him out, bring a little mini trampoline. He'd, like, do a, a flip and slam dunk. Yeah, it's like the monster version of the, uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be pretty cool, like a monster squad version of, like, a basketball team or something. Yeah. Um, I don't remember him being extra large, but he was decked out and he had, a, you know, his basketball gear on. And like, half the basketball players are probably bigger than a squad. Yeah, yeah, player. exactly. Like LeBron James, the guy is massive. Yeah, he is a giant. Could crush your skull like a single day. Um, so yeah, uh, and Bigfoot has become really big in like media, pop culture. Uh, there's like all those finding Bigfoot shows that are right. on the air and everything. They've never found him. They've never found him. The, there's supposed like video <laughs> evidence, though, right? I guess so. Uh, there's that really, really cloudy video. Yeah. That I actually the one where he's like just taking a stroll through the woods. Yeah, it looks back apparently. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. It doesn't really seem to pay the humans much mind. No. It's, it's like just a, like oh, a... There's some dumb humans doing some dumb human stuff. Look at those ugly hairless Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's become a big thing. Uh, pretty much everybody knows Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Right. It's really famous. I'd say it's a yeah, definitely. Um, so, you were to learn about uh, the Sasquatch. I was. <laughs> How did that go? That uh, that turned out not so successful. Um, so, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. Okay. So, I like to I like to be prepared. Um, I think our first two episodes went off pretty <laughs> well. Uh, I had a bunch of clips ready to go. Um, and, yeah, we just kind of took off with it. But... Uh, the stars didn't align for me this time, and uh, when I when I woke up to do my preparation, um, Microsoft had told my computer to do an update overnight, which it didn't recover from. Um, so I've restarted it about ten times because it keeps telling me if I restart it, everything's gonna be good. I cross my fingers. Um, I I don't know. I, at this point, I could do a rain dance or something, but it's I don't think it's gonna work. This thing is not. I don't think so. Either. I think I've I'd been be, given the same advice in line. They're 
just like keep restarting. And yeah. Keep, it'll be better next time. Not a good idea. Right. So this episode, I'm coming in, uh, and I'm I'm just gonna be commenting on on whatever we can find. Okay. We're just winging it this time. All right. Um. So yeah. In that case, uh, not only are we going to be covering Bigfoot in this show here today, we're also going to be covering another legendary creature, which is the Mothman. Uh, I don't know if you've heard much about the Mothman. What I do you not. know? What do you I, know? I know just no that it, it's a thing. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Mothman sightings, uh, they've happened pretty recently in recent years, uh, usually prior to great disasters. Um, we're going to cover both these creatures in detail and take a look at a few other monsters maybe that might roam our world. But, but the Mothman is kind of interesting because there's all that good supernatural shit just boiled into it. You also got your men in black involved, okay. which is going to be interesting to cover a little bit. Yeah. And uh, some weird future telling nonsense kind of going on as well. So, so he, he appears before some kind of like disaster happens? Absolutely, yeah. And this isn't the only case that people have seen bird-like men like large bird monsters or anything, you know, precipitating uh, before big disaster. So yeah, he's been seen all over the world. Okay, several different times. And is it just like certain types of disasters? Or are we just talking about like natural disasters, like a volcano erupting, or like 9/11 terrorist attacks? Stuff like that? Well, uh, for the biggest uh, example would be the Silver Bridge collapsing. The Silver Bridge uh, is located over by uh, Point Pleasant, and uh, you take a look here just a second. Yeah, definitely. That'd be uh, kind of creepy to have some some character like that <laughs> that's like really ominous, you know? Oh, absolutely. Because like if you if you know his story and then you encounter him in real life, you're like, oh man, <laughs> right? Some well, disasters is gonna happen. He first started popping up in like Point Pleasant, uh, West Virginia. Been there, and then the story goes uh, that like 13 months later, uh, there was a huge collapse uh, of the Silver Bridge. And people say that they also sighted him around the bridge at the time. So, um, were there, you know, if there were any like fatalities or anything? Oh, massively. Oh crap. Uh, let me pull so up. Yeah, real disaster. It it's not like it just took out the bridge and things became inconvenient. No, uh, this <laughs> was, was a major. Lost thorough way for people to get in between uh, from like Point Pleasant on to it was over the Ohio River okay. and uh, they went from West Virginia and it was a major crossing point to get over to Gallipolis Gallipolis? That sounds right? Ohio so yeah, uh, the bridge was originally completed back in 1928 and after the fact they said like they were surprised that it actually lasted that long for how many traveling over it, how much traffic was going on with it, how old the bridge was, and they didn't do, like, very good repairs or, like, pretty often repairs, mm -hmm. um, but there are a few weird kind of things that happened with it. Uh, just one thing off the bat, like, with those 13 months in between the first sighting of the Mothman, the first big sighting, at least, uh, the pen that actually led to the structural collapse of uh -huh. the bridge... 
So there's a little bit of weird superstition in everything. That, that in lucky there. number oh. oh, absolutely. So yeah, uh, and like I said, there are other things that are happening with that too. We'll go deeper into depth, but uh, I think the easier one to cover here is going to be Bigfoot. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and queue up a little video here really quick. It should be interesting. It's about a woman who claims she raised a baby Sasquatch. Oh, nice. they have individual personalities. I mean, if they're <laughs> if they're primates like us, then yeah, I mean, they're like they have a whole twenty-two in me, like <laughs> yeah, like a personality test. Each Sasquatch fits into yeah, exactly. Like this Sasquatch is an introvert. Yeah, they're all introverts. Well, I mean, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, they do have uh, some similar qualities, I guess. Yeah, like they like to stay. A 70-year-old Louisiana woman claimed that for a decade she helped raise baby Bigfoot and says she was even teaching the beast a few simple English words. Okay. Uh, she also says that she has physical evidence, including pictures and a personal diary, which she may release at a later time. According to cryptozoology, uh, the 70-year-old woman whose name is L. Melissetti, like her first name is <laughs> she says that she found the animal, which was just a tiny 20-pound hairless baby at the time in 1964 in the swamps of Louisiana. It's a, a tiny baby? 20 pounds? Yeah. <laughs> quotations around that. Right, yeah. And uh, so here's some Maybe. I raged. <laughs> so, uh, so she says, he was so little and so cute, I had to do something about it. He was defenseless. <laughs> Lying next to the mud and the water, next to the crawdads, curled up like a crying baby. Uh, his parents were either dead or they had abandoned him. That's kind of sad. Yeah, that is sad. Parentless Sasquatch. Orphanless Sasquatch. So, like, so you got to take care of it. <laughs> the government's not going to help this one out. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I don't think the government is very pro-Sasquatch. No. Uh, so when asked to produce physical evidence, she declined, saying she only wanted to show the world these animals are beautiful creatures, and added that she may release her private journal at some point in the future. Uh, I did try and follow up on this a little bit. I could not find any sort of like journal. No journals were released. So. so keeping things private, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Apparently she had like hair samples also and photographs, but that one, that blurry one we saw, I think is the only one that surfaced. And it's just, it's kind of like a lot of the rest of this stuff. It's yeah. kind of based off of hearsay, but a lot of people's hearsay, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Based on, on photographic evidence of, of this animal, um, I don't think, there, it doesn't seem like there's a reason to be frightened. Because it seems like every time somebody takes a picture or a video, the thing's walking away. Right. It's, it's not confrontational. No, it wants nothing to do with yeah. this, which I don't like. Yeah, not Loud, at all. obnoxious, probably smelled worse than the Sasquatch. Yeah, probably. was one of the things that the lady also said in her interview. She was like, right. and those things don't stink. There's a reason why we, we <laughs> bathe very often. Because if we don't, we're pretty smelly creatures. Right. Well, I don't think that Sasquatch is made. Right, yeah, I don't, I don't think they have the same need. I think we, we're the stinky ones. Well, some people in Louisiana and down in the south, uh, they have, like, their own Sasquatch, which is a skunk ape. And the reason they call it that is because these people just hear this, or smell this horrendous odor. Yeah, shortly before seeing this creature, so they call it the skunk ape. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, we have skunks up here, so if it smells anything like I have not personally been sprayed by a skunk. You're supposed to bathe in tomato, tomato juice. juice. I've heard that. I've heard that before. I haven't. I've been lucky enough. I don't think I've ever been near a skunk. Um, but from what I've smelled, when people tell me that I'm smelling a skunk, like I'll, I'll be driving <laughs> down the road, or so somebody could just be toping up in it off. Yeah. So <laughs> we could be in the car together, and my, you know, I'm there with like a passenger or something, and something just smells, and I'm like that, you know, oh, what's that? And they're like, that's a skunk. Are you sure you're just not riding with It people? could be them, yeah. They could have just let one go or something. But the comparison that I can make, um, is to me, is it's, it smells like burnt rubber almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I can't really get a certain point. It smells like stuff. It's gone. But if I did get sprayed, I don't know if it would be worse to smell like tomato juice or right. however long afterwards. And <laughs> I've, I've heard that that isn't actually a cure for the stench. <laughs> Just adding insult to yeah. after getting sprayed. That's great. Well, a uh, little bit into the history of Bigfoot, or at least the etymology, the origin of uh, the name. I think I was talking to you about this here previously. Um, the name Bigfoot originally belonged, or was working So that was like a title? Yeah, kind of like a nickname. Okay. Uh, and the reason why So like, it, like the formal one would be Chief, but if you're friends with the Chief, like, hey, hey that's, that's my Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of along those lines. Uh, one person, an example here, uh, would be a Wyandotte uh, Chief of the Huron Nation from the 1830s. He was given the name, uh, nickname Bigfoot because he towered over six feet tall and he had immense strength. He also had, like, uh, two brothers that were, you know, kind of thugs or whatever. Oh, okay. And so, like, if he ever had a problem, Bigfoot and his brother would just rough you up. He's got some muscle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got higher goons. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's obvious why he would be named Bigfoot. 
Uh, after did they, that, did they have a connection with the? Did, did, make, did Native Americans believe that this thing exists? Well, that's the thing: is that origins and the birth of that are steeped in Native American folklore and history, okay. uh, the same as other creatures and everything like uh, the Wendigo. If you've heard of that, I've heard the name. I don't. I can't make a connection to what it is though. We'll go uh, into it deeper on, maybe even the same episode. That Wendigo is this cannibalistic spirit that apparently uh, inhabits certain um, sacred places and mountains and everything, and uh, a person who's uh, inhabited or possessed by the spirit, or they get what's called Wendigo uh, mania or disease, they cannibalize people. Do they know like how, how somebody gets that condition? Is it transmissible between people? or? Um, so there are a few different myths and everything. Is this like a possession type of thing? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a sphere of possession in a way, but also uh, it's apparently supposed to inhabit those people who do cannibalize in the first place. Oh, okay. uh, so some people were said to be uh, corrupted by the Wendigo spirit, and then they themselves would turn into a Wendigo. Some of the myths and like some pop culture and like this game I was playing. Until Dawn uh, has Wendigos in it, and uh, in those, they're kind of like these undead, white, zombie-ish sort of creatures, <coughs> always thirsting for flesh, and yada, 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 but it's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if that has anything to do um, with this, though. So here's my paranoia coming out. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be pretty for you, Josh, but um, you, and I, you and I spent some time growing up in Washington State. Yes. Okay, Washington State is the only state that I know of that ever had a case of mad cow disease. Okay. Um, and mad, mad cow disease. I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> it, I wasn't as scared of that as everybody else. But it it, it deteriorates the brain. It's similar to like Alzheimer's disease. Okay, and so I mean, in a sense, I guess you could kind of see that as like like a zombie or something, you know? Because you're, I mean, you're still I don't want to say functional because you're you're de deteriorating. It's almost like rabies, kind of. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I bring this up is because um, you you brought up cannibal. Um, and they said that mad cow disease has a similar effect on the brain as a disease uh, called kuru. Um, oh yeah, yeah. kuru cannibals. Yeah. So there was a there was a group of people, and I, I I apologize that I'm bringing this up without having a whole lot of information on where they were located because I don't remember where it was. I just remember the disease. So just like the Bigfoots, this is hearsay. Yeah. Um, and so what I remember hearing about it is that um, as a tradition, um, the people would cannibalize their family members, the people, but after they died. So they died out of natural causes, right? Right. Um, except for the ones that were dying from crew. <laughs> so uh, what they- So like a mosquito bites you, you get malaria. Well, this die. was actually transmissible through eating contaminated um, meat. Yeah. So unknowingly, as they were cannibalizing each other, they were just simply passing on this disease that would eventually kill them, and it, it, the cycle would just continue. So can Kuru pop up in any animal? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is there just something in our genetics that says, hey, you know, this, this person isn't supposed to be eating other people, let's shut this down? Well, I think uh, some of it kind of comes down, I think I was reading an article about like how the and with if you're eating other human 
That's interesting. Uh, but back to Bigfoot, um, the name also pops up. Uh, Spotted Elk, a chief of the Lakota Sioux Nation. He was killed uh, during the Wounded Knee Massacre of 1890. He also had the name Chief Bigfoot. So, whereas they also had these stories about, you know, uh, these great big uh, beasts and everything uh, rising out from the mountains and everything in the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. uh, then they also have these chiefs that are named Bigfoot. But I don't think that the correlation between the name Bigfoot monsters really happened uh, until there appeared a pair of marauding grizzly bears that actually terrorized the frontier between the 1890s and 1900s. Uh, the first bear was reported slain near Fresno, California in 1895 and weighed in at a massive 2,000 pounds. That's huge. That's a ton. Literally yeah. a ton. Yeah, that, that's a, uh, that's, that's amazing and that's scary at the same yeah. time. Like, and they name that creature Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yep, makes sense. And the second bear, uh, I didn't see in the report anywhere that they had caught or killed him, but he was active in Idaho actually. Oh, I was here at home <laughs> until much later there, uh, in like the 1900s. And uh, people actually thought that it had supernatural. Yeah, it, you've got this massive beast yeah. that only a few people encounter. Yeah, that kind of harkens back to current Bigfoot. Why hasn't he had this guy? Right. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense that he might be in areas of Idaho, because unlike where we're located, which is a desert, right. um, there's parts of Idaho that are actually beautiful and mountainous and have you know pine trees, forests. I'm going to so. go camping here soon, <laughs> and I'm fucking stoked. Oh, you're going to encounter a Bigfoot? say that their parenting style and technique is different? Alternative. Yeah, Alternative. best. Yeah, okay. To be sure. Let's go with that word. So, uh, <laughs> let's hope that these big feet that are integrating into society hopefully in the future do not have issues. Southern <laughs> issues. Right. So to speak. Um, so, yeah. Another thing I want to go ahead and kind of do is, like, portrait of a Bigfoot hunter are these kind of people that hunt these creatures or try to find them? What do you think? What I do you think about that first? So I'm guessing that this is I don't want to I don't want to put labels on people but <laughs> um, I was going to use the word very much but um, there's just there's there's a, it seems like there's a certain group of people who I guess find something super fascinating and they just go off on it. You know what I mean? Like they just invest everything um, I'm guessing they probably still have jobs and, and an income, but on their off time, they're chasing monsters, dude. Right. So it's kind of like those people who are uh, passionate about uh, disc golf. 
<laughs> That's a good connection to make. I guess they share some similarities, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody has their thing, I guess. Yeah. Some people have Bigfoot, some people have disc golf. Decide where you want to invest your time, people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, interestingly enough, there are like a lot of scientists in the field also. Like people who are legitimately... Like these people have like PhDs, yes, degrees. Degrees, you know. Okay. Uh, some of them are like biologists because they're really interested, you know. Uh, some of them are... I mean, the term for Bigfoot hunter, the, the better or casual term, is cryptozoologist. Okay. And a cryptozoologist not necessarily just chases after Bigfoot, that might be their forte, but they also might uh, investigate things like the Mothman or... Just those things that are, like, unknown. Yeah, well, uh, cryptozoologists basically believe that these creatures are actual animals and are trying to find scientific classify them, and until we actually know what they are, they're called cryptids. Cryptids. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. I uh, mean, the subject itself is, is fascinating in the fact that there are so many people who are believers. Right. I mean, it tends to lend itself to, to thinking that there's something behind it, that there's, there's some evidence. These guys are sharing a common experience. Right. It's kind of like chicken and egg. You know, you can't have one without the other. One would imagine Um, but kind of going back to what we were saying of labels, I am going to go ahead and cross that line. I'm going to say that uh, from what a lot of people will see on TV, especially, which is broadcasted or anything else like that, that these people are usually like, you know, those folks that are about these, they have about 30, 100 guns. Oh, they're okay. ready to take down the Bigfoot. <clears throat> uh, they have like trail cam set up, big hunters. You know, these like so, lists and stuff. Yes, okay. probably the same people that built a bunker for Y two K. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went through that. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't build a bunker. I didn't build a bunker. <laughs> I I, uh, I was actually um, working at a call center of all places um, on Y two K, and uh, yeah, everybody was waiting for things to fall apart. Apparently, Bill Gates and the smart people um, who computerized everything. Um, didn't set up a four-digit year, so 99 was ending. Oh, yeah. We were going to go to the year zero. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. And they thought the computers would just flip out and not understand what to do. I mean, the technology that they were built on didn't even exist yet. If just launch a bunch zero. of nukes and everything. Yeah. Yeah, but fortunately enough, nothing like that happened. Um, the, the funny thing is the company that I worked for at the time was in a home automation, oh. and, and their systems actually did fail. Oh. And so people's lights were turning on, um, their garage doors were opening. Um, it's a good thing there was a so purge or anything. The, those people probably did experience the full panic of Y2K, <laughs> but for the rest of us, nothing happened. Oh, God. <laughs> you imagine just some yuppie or something just crowding his, his family into his bomb shelter? Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew it! Yeah, exactly. I've been saving those bonds forever. Yep. So, yeah, interesting. Um, I didn't have Sounds like something's trying to break through from yeah. another world. 
while it's connecting. That's always fun. But yeah, uh, Portrait of a Bigfoot Hunter, definitely. Um, there's a range of different people that go out there to check out this stuff. So, Are, um, they, are they kind of like fanatical, or is it, is it like the kind of person where big, that they're connecting everything to Bigfoot? <laughs> well, of course, they're like kind of those weirdo, like conspiracy theorist sort of people. Bigfoot is the progenitor race, yada, yada, yada. So it, it's kind of weird. I've read a couple of those sites like that. But other people, like the scientists and like the biologists, cryptozoologists that are somewhat respectable, some of them, I think, probably, yeah, they are fascinated, a little bit obsessed, obviously, since they've made that their research field. Right. Um, but others, I feel like it's more of a job for like, hey, there's this thing that's obviously happening. Let's try and find it, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's all sorts of different things. I think I was watching a show also where someone uh, was convinced that a Bigfoot was kind of like stalking outside their cabin. They set up a board with a bunch of nails and stuff on it, and then Bigfoot stepped on it. And then they come back, test the, the blood and the hair fibers, and they don't, it's inconclusive. I find a lot of these are inconclusive. So, if a Bigfoot steps on a nail, does it, does it make a sound? Is it, <laughs> and is it somewhat like human? <laughs> like, god damn it. <laughs> well, if you these were. These humans just leave it the If stuff you were out. raised in Louisiana, it'd probably sound like, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. That southern drawl? Yeah. Nobody escapes that if you're raised in Louisiana. Right. I was never raised in Louisiana, but remember, people go and visit our Patreon and support <laughs> us as much as possible. That's the extent of my cage. Um, but yeah, uh, not only that, I mean, a big lot of these uh, encounters are friendly. That's uh, other than those people who say, oh, like Bigfoot was stalking around outside my cabin or something. This is probably a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, from the lack of video evidence that we have, just the little bits that we do have, seems like a pretty passive yeah now absolutely he's kind of like a giant very turtle right although turtles can be aggressive <laughs> but he doesn't seem to be he doesn't i don't know why i keep saying he the this animal female male whatever it is genderless <laughs> animal cryptid yeah doesn't seem to really have the same fascination with us that we do with it like as far as the video evidence shows it's just hey there's humans being doing human shit. Pay them no mind. I'm yeah. just going to do what I'm going to do. Absolutely. It, it kind of, uh, it's interesting with this creature. I mean, the few things I have, I mean, I've seen like videos or like there's a couple of movies. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but this one Bigfoot was like stalking and hunting down people. And, like, oh, crazy. Had a bunch of like bones and shit inside of his lair. Like that's the only instance really that I've heard or seen hostility. Uh, some people, I think I was watching a Finding Bigfoot episode, and they said that Bigfoot was like hurling rocks at them, which if you kind of harken back to what you were saying with the creature being passive, he's probably just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, get can you people me. leave me alone? Yeah, I got something to do here. 
Bigfoot popped I'm walking over here. I'm walking over here. Stop taking casts of my feet. Freaks. I mean, like, Bigfoot probably thinks, like, all humans have foot fetishes. Yeah. Yeah. In between that and probably the few Tarantino films that he's caught, he's just like, wow, humans are weird. Yeah, they're they're pissed up. (laughs) You can stay back there and just let me walk and go about my business. I think it was, like, Futurama or something when the guy was like, oh, I'm going to get him with a tranquilizer dart. Like, and then I'm gonna cut off his feet. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Jesus. That escalated quickly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, interesting that we find, we want to study and find this creature, catalog it, and everything. Um, along that line, I think it's good to mention here probably a couple of different things that I mean, Bigfoot might be. Uh, this is just a couple of things I was thinking on the other night uh, or the other day. Uh, you're talking about like like Oregon, what yeah. it actually is. Okay. And um, one of the theories put forth is that the creature is a gigantopithecus or something along those lines, like a missing link. You know yeah, I mean? okay. I'm sure you've probably heard the term. You've seen the whole Darwin setup. Yeah, with, but belonging to the primate family. Right. Okay. Yeah, kind of along those lines. Um, I'll pull up a picture here really quick of gigantopithecus and let me know you think kind of crazy because I look at some of those like National Geographic stuff where they talk about um, human evolution and yeah I mean yeah it looks, it looks like a, a humanoid ape yeah gigantic one uh, so yeah kind of like a weird cross between um, an orangutan and a person <laughs> almost it's standing up more upright yeah. I think is the big thing to kind of say yeah I think the Orangutans and some of those other apes, they they have a, they have smaller legs than we, we have, pretty long legs for being part of the whole ape group. Absolutely. And then with Gigantopithecus, um, from what it's saying, uh, they were the largest known primates that ever lived. They stood up to about nine point eight feet tall. Big, big guy. That's even bigger than Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, I mean, Bigfoot the Native American guy with the brothers that beat up. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, he was weighing as much as uh, 1,190 pounds to 1,320 pounds. So not as big as Bigfoot the bear, interestingly, but what they said. But pretty big. I mean, that's, that's over half a ton. Right? Pretty damn big. Uh, some other people argue that it was much smaller, like between Six feet and about uh, 400 and 660 pounds. That's, <laughs> that's still pretty damn big. Yeah, that's a big. And still, that's kind of, you know, around Bigfoot yeah. size, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, it ex- it's an extinct genus of ape that existed about 9 million years ago uh, to as recently as 100,000 years ago. And it was uh, in what is now known as India, Vietnam, China. Yeah, going back over, like, um, like I said, like National Geographic and those scientific studies that go into um, the origins of man, um, it seems like what they're finding out more increasingly is that we're not that much different 
than older, the, 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 the extinct races of humanoids. Uh, right. And like a lot of their genes we are actually absorbed into our own. Right. Like the Neanderthals. Yeah. And like there's a certain percentage of Neanderthal genes within us that we were close enough to procreate with each other. And unlike, what is it, like mules that, are, that come out and they're sterile? Right, um, we, Yeah, we were able to discontinue spreading those genes within our own. So well, nothing makes you feel more like a jackass than being in love. But yeah, uh, it's interesting. Maybe in that case, uh, these Bigfoot could be gigantic hippocasses. Yeah. Gigantic hippocai. Uh, whatever the plural might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but another interesting thing that I kind of just happened upon that had nothing to do with Bigfoot, and it kind of made me think a little bit, is uh, have you ever heard of werewolf syndrome? No, I, I mean, I'm familiar with werewolves, but not with werewolf syndrome. Right. So, um, doesn't turn you into a werewolf, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but it's called hypertrichosis, and uh, basically it's excessive hair growth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that there was like a famous group of brothers or something like that mm -hmm. uh, that were like on the news for a while. So this can develop all over your body. And this is kind of like a weird, like, gene thing, so you would imagine multiple people like this, like the brothers, like you were saying, yeah. they look pretty similar. Take a look at this, and I'm not trying to point fun or anything, but this is an interesting uh, kind of comparison. This is a person with hypertrichosis. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I think that's been a thing, and like, probably in the past, unfortunately, they're, like, they're, they're, profession usually ends up being like in the circus or something like that. Right, yeah. There used to be uh, like this almost like a bearded lady. Yes. Uh, there was a woman named uh, Barbara Van Beck who <coughs> was a bearded lady in the circus. Oh, wow. Uh, if you guys want to look that up on Google, you'll see kind of the same cameo images and everything I am now. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting. They wouldn't be in the circus. They would be paraded through freak shows and stuff like that. But um, it kind of made me think, you know. Yeah, you wonder what if that is like, like spontaneous, and, and what if it's um, it's a recessive or aggressive gene? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so think if you had, you know, a group of people with that dominant gene or something that uh, were ostracized or had to move into the mountains or something like that and turned feral. <laughs> yeah, feral. feral so. That's like my pulpy explanation for Bigfoot. I should, I think they should make like a comic or a movie about that. The feral, feral humans. That's feral awesome. humans are actually the Bigfoot is feral humans with hypertrichosis. That would be interesting for sure. So, uh, yeah, we've covered quite a bit on Bigfoot. I know we kind of just raised some of these subjects. We're not exactly the best prepared, but um, he's pretty pretty prominent. Yeah. think in media, pop culture, just about everything. So right. if you guys don't know about Bigfoot and you're relying on us <laughs> to find out more about Bigfoot, <clears throat> you came to the wrong place. Uh, this group of bastards, we tend to go from topic to topic. So I think after this episode, Bigfoot takes a rest and uh, we move on to other 
other interesting things to talk about. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, next on our list, uh, we'll go back with Mothman. Uh, like I was saying, Mothman and everything, uh, he's really well known now because of the book called The Mothman Prophecies, which was authored by John Keel in 1975. There's also a more recent film, if you might remember, uh, with Richard Gere in 2002, which was directed by Mark Pellington, Mothman Prophecies. Heard of the movie, I haven't seen it personally, but um, is, is this a movie about like somebody prophesizing something that the Mothman is going to do, or is this just like, oh, the Mothman appeared, what is the Mothman prophesizing? Absolutely, kind of the, the latter there. Um, he gets like this symbol stuck in his head, it kind of looks almost like Y-shaped, but it keeps popping up, and then he's oh, tying it in. That, uh, the, the doc sent uh, Marty back to the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the flux capacity. Yeah, yeah, and he took it on a whole nother level, instead of being like, oh, this is it's an interdimensional being or something like that um, but yeah it's interesting uh, and then it kind of plays into the part I was telling you about um, earlier how there were phone calls and everything prior to the silver bridge collapsing yeah. people would get these phone calls and then uh, like telling them don't go across the bridge or don't go back to West Virginia or whatever you know here soon some of them were just like, nope, I'm just going to go back to West Virginia. Sounds like, like a good idea to me. Was it like almost like white noise? Like It was pretty creepy. Oh, like yeah. Some of these people were just like, don't go back to West Virginia. <laughs> right. And I just go, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will not. No. So, yeah, and some of these people still went back, and then some of them were involved, fell, and were, you know, uh, they were tossed into the river. That is scary. Now, did these uh, ominous voices that call us, did they ever call back and say, I told you so? <laughs> no. no. Uh, I no sense of humor. In no, I think they're <laughs> smug enough with the fact that they're dead. So right. That probably worked out just fine. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of people now in West Virginia, and especially like Point Pleasant, yeah. now they have a Mothman uh, festival there. Which oh, they have a festival? Yeah, that's, that's kind so, of a cool idea. Yeah, they kind of turned it into their own thing, even though it was like a huge major disaster and kind of weird. I bet you Bigfoot has something similar. They probably have festivals here. Oh, absolutely. I'm hoping that that doesn't take like furry type of oh, God. <laughs> a turn. Right. People who not only <laughs> prefer that, but they get dressed up like Bigfoot. Right. And the Bigfoot hunters are like, we found him. <laughs> There's going to be one guy just filled with wool someday. Yeah. Just like, oh. And that, people, is why you don't do that. Right. Not in public. Not like that. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> uh, but, so, yeah. Um, on November 15th in 1966, uh, there were two young couples uh, from Point Pleasant. Uh, there was Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary uh, they told police that they saw a large creature uh, with glowing red eyes uh, when the car's headlights uh, went ahead and kind of scanned across and saw it. Um, they described it as a large flying man with 10 foot jeans following their car. Uh, they were driving in an area outside of town known as the TNT area, a site of a former World War 
two munitions plant. And there are several people that have kind of like reported weird sightings around this. People were also talking about like radioactive runoff or something like that in the area too that might have caused some mutant freak creature, you know, yeah. popping out of nowhere. But <clears throat> the biggest thing that people said uh, like stood out to them were eyes. They could just say these big fucking red, weird, like glowing. Let me go ahead and pull up a sketch of the Mothman for you, which I find the sketches fucking awesome. Yeah. They're it's haunting. It's always, it always is an eye catcher for me when you see those uh, animals that um, are like mostly not nocturnal. Right. And whenever they get light in their eyes, it just like reflects right back to you. And you're like, geez, that's. With those lenses. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people were saying. They said uh, a few scientists after the fact. Well, what everybody saw was a crane. And it's like... Like the bird? Like a crane, yeah. Tell me if that looks like a crane to you. Uh, currently, I'm showing Joaquin Roger Scarberry's sketch of the Mothman, one of the uh, men from the couples there. Uh, so, yeah. I'm not seeing a crane. Yeah, how would you like to have that thing following you in the night? Imagine those eyes are just a deep, piercing red. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's Pretty scary. Yeah, that's, I'm going to have trouble sleeping probably a few nights after that. This one. Yeah, if I see that in real life, um, I'm probably not going to sleep until my body's just completely exhausted and it's got no other choice. Well, it's interesting. You know, why did these people, why did uh, the Mothman attack these people? You know, what happened and everything that caused that? Um, was it really warning us about it? There was, uh, during the next few days, there were other people that reported other sightings. Uh, there were two volunteer firemen. Mm-hmm. I think firefighters are pretty reliable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, people would say, mm-hmm. I was watching a documentary, and they are saying this whole town, really close-knit. Uh, I mean, it's in West Virginia. They're down-to-earth, humble people who go to church every fucking Sunday. Yeah. Why would they lie about this? Yeah, exactly. They're not really getting festival's now going, but that was after like a major fucking disaster and everybody started to, you know, but So are these like, are, are these leading up to like Mothman, like abductions or? Well that's interesting because uh, uh, with these people, the two volunteer firemen, they were one, or they were one like set of people that were kind of, you know um, like civil servant like folks that encountered the creature uh, they said that they saw a large bird with red eyes. Uh, the Mason County Sheriff, his name was George Johnson, commented that he thought the sightings were due to an unusually large heron, which he turned a shit poke. Uh, but you nicknamed it? Yeah, shit poke. That's <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so obviously there's like a term of the size. Right? <laughs> Is that what you call your kids? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come to that ship Um But yeah, uh, on top of those firemen, there were these guys that were driving kind of like, you know, those blood donation uh, yeah, the cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, I was listening on a documentary last night, that uh, the Mothman had uh, been following them and they could feel it like grasping at the top of the car like it was trying to like, lift them. Oh, is this like a 
So is there like, is this like a bloodthirsty animal? Or? That's what some people are wondering. Okay. Now, if, if it was trying to abduct this, you know, this car full of blood and everything, uh, interestingly, a few of the other people and this one guy was really interested in this theory, more interested than he should be, mm-hmm. just because of the way he described it. Uh, he was talking about the women that were uh, in the cars that the Mothman had attacked, So, so, like, maybe he's, like, sensing, like, blood has a lot of iron, right? Yeah, maybe he's smelling that blood <clears throat> one way or another, you know, and maybe that's kind of what drives creatures really bloodthirsty and stuff. Maybe that's what it's, like, drawn to even these natural disasters. It's like a lot of death, maybe a lot of blood. Yeah. Who knows? It's kind of weird. It'd be um, kind of weird that he can predict it, though. Like, right. It's about, there's about to be a lot of blood here. <laughs> right. Well, the interesting thing was also that uh, there were... Mothman's been around a whole lot longer than we would imagine. Uh, one of the things <coughs> that had happened kind of the same with these uh, natural disasters, Chernobyl. Shortly before Chernobyl went fucking nuclear, some people saw a large bird, man-bird shaped creature with piercing eyes in the sky above the reactor shortly before it exploded. So, yeah, so I, I can see a harbinger like, of destruction. Right, like impending doom. But, uh, yeah, I wonder how it turned out for him because uh, radioactive fallout, like, I would think that that would affect any living tissue. You know, any, any Unless this thing is radioactive in the first place, right, like yeah. some of the people were saying about the TNT area. Yeah. You know, is it a radioactive freak bird man? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the case. Are these radioactive freak bird men taking over? Like the pig men? <laughs> like the Hawkman from uh, Flash Gordon. Yes. <laughs> yes, and then they'll have those weird dance parties. Yeah. Oh, God, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, a lot of weird people kind of analyzing this. A lot of people were uh, claiming sightings connected with UFOs. Okay. Other people were claiming uh, that Mothman's home storage site um, there were like at least a hundred people that saw Mothman uh, there were several many more who were obviously afraid to report what had happened and everything uh, this one lady reported uh, the Mothman like stalking her and like kind of like looking through her windows and everything like those big you know, red eyes and shit yeah. so that was interesting but <clears throat> another There were men in black, if you're familiar with the term. The men in black are basically these people who uh, folks think either might be from the government or another agency or could even be aliens themselves. Uh, They were investigating and um, asking people about the Mothman and the sightings and everything uh, shortly after it started. 
and even up to and leading to like the bridge collapse, these men of life were going around asking people about it. What did you see? You know, what was it? Uh, what happened? And then they told them to shut their fucking mouths. Yeah, what if, what if like, uh, what if they're involved somehow? You know what I mean? Like, are these like experiments that right. went awry that they don't want people knowing about? Yeah. And they're they're like, what happened? Little pen mind erasers. Right. And, well, uh, apparently back in history, it was a lo- whole lot less subtle. They were just like, shut your fucking mouth, or we're gonna come back. Yeah. They're like, we will fucking kill you. We'll kill everybody you know. Yeah. <laughs> I like, want you dead. <laughs> I want your fucking family oh, yeah. dead. Robert De Niro. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole fucking shebang. So, it was interesting. There was even this lady, uh, apparently, like, uh, this guy stopped in this nice car, fucking rolled down the window, a stranger in town, was like, hey, you know, here, can I get a cup of coffee or something to eat or something like that, asking for directions. Uh, he, she went over to the car and tried to, like, snatch her, bring her into the car, she was one of the people that had, had the sightings and everything. Yeah. Uh, her husband came home, or a, a friend, maybe it was, and uh, she was fucking crying hysterically. She was in her room, fucking locked up, you know, hiding and shit, and he's like, what happened? And she tells him this fucking guy tried to snatch Absolutely, yeah. They don't want, want this shit getting out, apparently, for whatever goddamn reason. Uh, but he said that he saw her dress with, like, torn. This is a lady, you know, so they don't just fucking tear your dress or right. whatever, even to, you know, make your story better or anything like that. But that's what happened, dude. And he's like, yeah, I believe her. It's fucking scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you involve men in black, Hawkman. <laughs> um, anything we're, we're, we're thinking about, like, this could be some kind of experiment gone awry, and then the government's got to quiet everything, it, it gets scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, like, with uh, the collapse of the Silver Bridge and everything escalating things uh, significantly, it not only makes it tragic, but these people were scared for their lives. Like, right. A lot of these people that they interviewed afterwards, they're checking over their shoulder like they're afraid that they're going to see the fucking Mothman. Yeah. That's weird. That like, if you think just this thing out of space, out of, like, normal understanding, and you're afraid for your life after that. Yeah, anything, anytime you encounter something unusual, you know, you get that, uh, I don't want to say, like, premonition, but I don't know. I mean, even your body, uncontrollable things will happen, like when you get the hair standing on, on end and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's concerning. We delve into the unknown. Yeah. Amen. There have been uh, several sightings, like, all around the world and everything, too, over this. Um, after uh, the bridge had collapsed, that was on December 15, 1967. Like I said, a full... 13 months to the day that the first sighting had taken place, uh, supposedly. Um, and the, the collapse had caused the death of 46 people. Kind of like that weird, that eerie, bad luck kind of feeling, you know, with mm-hmm. that premonition sort of stuff. Right. The number 13, fucking playing into that again, you know. It's really weird. Uh, maybe it's just a coincidence. But the more recent sightings we've seen, uh, in 2016, uh, 
WCHS TV published a photo that they purported to be uh, the Mothman taken by an anonymous man while driving uh, on Route 2, which is State Highway in West Virginia. So I, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, in, in, in any of your research, did it seem like this was a like a global phenomenon, or is this like just kind of a regional thing? Well, that's the thing with like the Chernobyl sightings and some of the other stuff. Like they were talking about like other natural disasters in China. I'd have to pull up the information, but like it doesn't seem just necessarily confined to West Virginia. Obviously, like it's a phrase in West Virginia now because <laughs> they're owning it. Right. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say if it was just a West Virginia thing. Yeah, that'd be a little bit interacted with people in West Virginia. Oh, really? <laughs> Do tell how they. No, they're pleasant and everything, but um, I can see, pleasant. like, yeah, <laughs> but I can see, like, maybe a few taking a small story and just kind of running with it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that was the interesting thing about this town, like I was saying, is, like, a lot of people were really down to earth. They didn't really have a reason to tell a big story. You know, they were content with their lives. Right. I mean, in that whole thing, maybe it had some people who weren't. that we need not the one we deserve. So, uh, in a way, <laughs> just finding something to draw attention to themselves. Right, okay. yeah. Who knows, but uh, it's, the coincidences are certainly weird. Yeah, that, it is definitely weird. The bridge collapse, the phone calls, and people were also um, reporting like weird UFO activity in the area, too. So, yeah. between the men in black and shit, this might even be tied to aliens again, walking the thing I'm going to say aliens again. The, aliens. The, the thing that always freaks me out is when you have different parties that aren't connected with one another. So they don't have like an opportunity to share the story and implant that idea into your head. This right. is like something that I told Josh and now Josh is feeling like he experienced it too. We're just two complete strangers coming out with very similar stories. Right. There was like nearly a hundred different people who had different, different sightings accounts. from all over the yeah. United States. And I find it interesting when separate entities, separate people, but it's all in the same area. Yeah. Like somebody, a lot of somebody saw something. Yeah. And then the men in black went and shut their mouth. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of pull up this picture of the most recent Mothman sighting there in 2016 and uh, see what you think. The drawings look very scary. Yes. Uh, there were, I mean, the sketches are kind of more gothic and everything than the Mothman prophecies, uh, but I think that the ones that these original these couples drew, because that's what it was from, were the couples that first saw it, uh, are definitely eerie and you know, really creepy. Um, but here's some photographic evidence, which should be interesting. Or so they say, people okay. wrote it off as like a, a big owl. see how, like, based on just the drawings that we've seen, if this was based on something that somebody had seen in real life, like, that's an image that you can't unsee. Right. You know, like, if you're driving down the highway and you see the Mothman, you, you don't just forget about that, you know. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, 
And I think probably possibly in your dreams and stuff, but that's what a lot of people were saying, like especially to the eyes and shit. Yeah. Take a look at that. Does that look like a, a owl with like uh, like a frog or something in its talons? Here we're gonna go ahead and uh, load a new story so that we have a page. This is from WCHS, the station. the pictures, I can't get the video to load, but uh, the pictures that the guy has submitted and been done. Uh, if you guys go ahead and like check out Snopes, Snopes is an awesome uh, website for fact checking and checking uh, fake photography and everything. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, look at that. That looks like that looks like a person. A person with wings. A person with wings. Another interesting fact, and I don't place much stock in it because of Um, but some people might even uh, point out the similarity to angels. Or oh, possible yeah. angel of death scenario. Okay. If you think about the disasters and everything, if he had comes oh, yeah. yeah. he is like a dreaded But yeah, that doesn't look like. Uh, I would like to be assigned that for that career job. Like, no, I'd be fine. I just, just, just go where I'm probably wouldn't everywhere. have as many <laughs> friends, obviously. And wherever I land, somebody's dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not had as many friends. You go to, yeah, you go to a party and you show up and everybody's like, shit. Everybody just dies yeah. of alcohol poisoning. Like, that was the bad bad. We were having a good time. Party. Who invited this <laughs> asshole? <laughs> yeah, you would be, like, on the bad list of everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, with that and everything, that pretty much covers up uh, Mothman. Um, if you guys want to take a deeper look down the rabbit hole on that, definitely. There's some awesome documentaries for free on YouTube. Check those out. Those are going to give you a little bit more than we were able to scrounge up today. Um, but the last thing I wanted to kind of go over here uh, was another Native American legend. One that I already showed you, which is the Nightcrawlers. Oh, yeah. Oh. Now, the Nightcrawlers apparently are supposed to be Earth Spirits, peaceful Earth Spirits, uh, that, you know, are nice, they're supposed to guide us and everything on what we're supposed to do on the earth, take care of the earth and everything, but why, uh, I got to ask you this, yeah. um, because I, you've shown me some of this, like, why can't they, if they're supposed to be peaceful and everything, why can't they come in a more pleasant package, you know what I mean, like, no, absolutely. It's, it's super creepy. Well, I mean, these things are kind of alien fucking looking anyway, yeah. if you guys haven't seen it, I'm pulling up the video right now. Uh, it's on a night cam in uh, Yosemite National Park, I think. Yes, uh, near Fresno. Um, and these guys look like fucking walking pants. It's disturbing. They're kind of like ghostly white. 
they just yeah so this this thing that's supposed to be filling me with pleasant feelings or whatever it's not doing its job for right I don't feel like I'm getting anxiety and I'm just watching a video I'm not experiencing this in person yeah could you imagine if that thing was kind of like stilting its way towards you it's like wait I want to tell you about recycling go get a torso first and <laughs> talk to me after that but yeah they're really fucking weird and like there are multiples of these videos you know yeah it's just a head of stilts that's what it seems like um but what kind of weird stuff is on our parks yeah that's true uh a lot of the world I mean a lot of it is yeah we've covered it and everything as far as discovering uh discovering the world and uh knowing what is in certain parts of the world and everything but uh a lot of it's still mysterious yeah Especially when it's caught on like surveillance video. Yeah. Like that's what always like. Look at this shitty ass trail cam uh, shot here. That's the original. But like this one, I mean, that's that is crazy looking. Yeah, and this is in our national parks, people. Uh, Another interesting fact, which we'll actually cover on a later episode about disappearing people uh, and strange and mysterious disappearances is. The amount of people that disappear in state parks alone is staggering. And a lot of these people are found miles and miles and miles away away from, like, the trailhead or any, like, noticeable trail that they could have been traveling on. And there's no explanation for how they got out there. Like, some of these things would take, like, you would have to take not even a car or a truck or anything like a helicopter to airdrop somebody into some of these places, you know what I mean? Yeah, so these are pretty isolated places. Yeah, far off the beaten path, and some of the people that they found, you know, uh, that have mysteriously disappeared like that. I wonder if that's like, if that's purposeful, if that, that is done on purpose, if there's been people who went out and said, hey, this looks like a good area, encountered these walking heads, and been like, well, forget that. Let's go somewhere else. And they, they just don't share the story with us, but there's a whole reason why, even though that area looks perfectly good to set up a new city or something, and we just didn't do it because the first few people to try to settle there didn't Absolutely. have a pleasant experience. Yeah, um, there is actually something kind of to say about that, too, like sacred spots. Uh, there is this place called the Valley of the Headless Men. Um, it's also in... Preserve uh, state parkish like sort of place. This is up in uh, Canada, though, I believe. And um, the reason why they call it that, very aptly named, is because in the area, uh, people would disappear uh, and then turn up without their pants in the area, just fucking randomly. Just the body. The body. Though. Just the body. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like this was going on since like even Native Americans and everything settled the, the area. Um, it's within a 11,000 mile square park um, known as Naha uh, to the tribe of mountain dwelling people. 
Um, but yeah, it's interesting that um, it's weird. It's like it's like one of those sacred lands. Like and they don't go near it because of that. Like, well, yeah, I would, I would steer clear there too. Yeah, people are turning up without their heads. Like maybe we should not visit this. <laughs> it's not a place you want to take your Christmas books. No, not at all. Have your kids hide away. <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> they're taking everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's interesting to think about with like sacred land and stuff, maybe even tying into some of these mysterious disappearances. Uh, maybe we don't have those night crawlers, those floating pants people to protect us in that area. Maybe there's something worse or more malicious or something that's definitely fucking beheading people. So yeah. Don't go to the, the Valley of Headless Men. That's not a, a good place to visit. No, they gave it that name for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> That's your first warning right there. Right. Stay clear. Right. Like, you don't go to the, uh, your dicks are going to be chopped out here nightclub. Right. It's not. Yeah, I don't eat at the <laughs> buffet of exploding anus. Or <laughs> I have. <laughs> it was an all-you-can-eat buffet, too. Yeah. I only had a couple of things. Uh, but, yeah, interesting stuff. There's monsters all around they could be in your backyard in Louisiana. They could be on the bridge that you're going to cross on the way home, maybe. So they could be coming out of the sky. Yeah. Or your photo. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the first of our Cryptid Capers episodes here, people. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate your support. Uh, if you'd like to continue to support us, uh, like our patron, uh, Jesse, a friend of mine who's actually in military he donated our equipment here today uh, we have much better mic equipment that we're now recording on we really appreciate that from him so uh if you guys want to donate or you want to help out go to patreon uh go to facebook uh go to spreaker or Castbox. all of the things that we post on our facebook all of these services take a look into last fashion podcast uh, last bastion of sanity podcast if you need to type out the whole thing uh but yeah we appreciate your guys support thank you for tuning in and uh have a good week you bastards you bastards all right